on this week's episode of the catch up we're joined by belinda from zipco now belinda is someone i've been dealing with personally for around about the past eight months something like that um basically talking about how we've leveraged a partnership to create stronger products between our two companies as well also talking about the journey that zip have taken from australia to the us and now over to the uk and how the buy now pay later market is something that is crowded but making your own way in it as well so let's get straight to it So how's things been going then, Belinda? Obviously, we've spoken quite a bit. Let's get an update on how things are from Zip side then. Yeah, so it, it's it's so busy at the moment. I think um, we've been operating in stealth. I feel like it's an elephant pregnancy and it's been the longest <laughs> pregnancy ever. Um, so, you know, I've been with Zip nearly two years and we've really only just become come above the line back in February and I just think there has been so much work going on it's great to kind of formally be out there and mm-hmm. and hearing you know the the kind of the groundswell about zip being in the UK how long ago was the official launch then because it wasn't too long ago was it when I first saw the ad which is great by the way it was amazing the um the, the first ad we saw and I always thought was the Aussie one that I think Blended yes, in February, wasn't it? That was class. That yeah, yeah. When, so. when was the official UK launch date then? So February, yeah. So we pushed out from a kind of a launch date in February. Cool. I think it's pretty interesting as well because like l- literally all I ever see now on LinkedIn or even like in news articles now about anything fintech is something to do with Zip, whether it be investment or Zip launches with so and so. Zip does this, and I'm like. I mean, these get, do these guys get a moment to sleep? Like, what's, what's going on? Like, I'd, it's wild. It's genuinely wild to see the progress from no, what we. No. Yeah, we we sprint our marathons at Zip, and um, yeah, there's definitely no rest for the wicked. And if you ever speak or hear our CEO speak, Larry Diamond, he will always say we are just getting started. And yeah. even though the business has been going in Australia for. Eight, nearly eight years now, it, it does. It feels like the energy and the enthusiasm that the whole team has, it's like, you know, your first day at school, like you're, you're a little bit nervous, but you're super excited as well. And you just can't wait to kind of get on with things and really make a difference. So it's, yeah, it's a, across every market and kind of every team within Zip, it's that culture that you just, you know, you're really invested in making a difference and, um, working hard to ensure you know you're you're getting the things done, getting shit done. Nice. I, I, I think for once it won't be me getting knocked for swearing on the podcast. So I'll <laughs> take that one. <laughs> We've got a director in the background going. Get that no, out. we haven't really. We haven't. <laughs> um, what's the transition been like from? Um, what's the transition from Oz to the UK been like? What were the, what were the biggest hurdles you were facing? Was there much I of it? I guess there's lots and it depends which angle you want to look at it from. Um, like Zip, I guess, launched in the UK through an acquisition of a business that was already here, albeit okay. a very small footprint. Yeah. And that was a business called PartPay, which originated out of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I think there was, like in that acquisition, it was so small, you know, those hurdles of and those challenges around replatforming and more the back end stuff, I guess, was okay. a challenge. Um, and then just creating the brand. Um, you know, it's 
I guess we're a scale up in Australia, but we're still a startup in the UK, you know, okay. considering we've yeah. just kind of launched here. And I think that has the, its challenges in itself because different markets in a global business are all at different stages. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a challenge. I think, you know, leveraging the success and how, having that resonate um, or leveraging the Australia's success and having that kind of resonate in the UK market you know, is, there is, a, I guess, a, a little bit of a difference in that. And so really ensuring that, you know, when you're creating the zip vision and the zip story, that mm-hmm. it resonates in a local market. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Australia isn't far away, but to some people in some markets, it does seem like a, a really small isolated market that may not have, you know, create that same value in, mm-hmm. in a different region. And it's just, I guess, an education. It's a yeah. BNPL's new product offering anyway. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's all about education, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like that that's all our roles is educating and, and helping people adopt if it fits. Oh, 100%. I think yeah. something I'd always seen is quite interesting. I never really thought of it as well. that In Australia, it's quite a congested buy now, pay later market, isn't it? I think you mentioned it might be like 11 or it's, something like that over there at the minute. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, the UK is getting as busy as well. Like, mm-hmm. if, even though, it, you know, BNPL is only 5% of, of, only has 5% in market share in the UK, it's a congested market. You know, yeah. you see the early adopters, you know, already having, you know, four or five at checkout. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a bit of a, a, a mind kind of shift, I guess, from where things were even were, you know, pre-pandemic. You know, I guess... This we've seen this growth in you know e-commerce and the adoption of I guess alternative payment methods in general just yeah. you know skyrocket in mm-hmm. the last you know fourteen months where high streets are shut like yeah. how how else are you going to buy everyone's gone online and then what do you expect to see you know you're seeing those adoptions of alternative payment methods people want to split the costs of you know purchasing their goods mm-hmm. and it's just you know i think we've seen you know five years growth probably in the last 12 months just on the back wow. of covid in the kind of uk yeah it's it's similar to what we're seeing in a b2b space as well isn't it like cash flow being king for the last year or so it's, it's no wonder that like things have developed how they are i'd agree entirely like it's a really Again, I say this all the time, but it's a fortunate space to be in because things do evolve so quickly. Mm-hmm. And from a personal selfish standpoint, you learn so much about how consumers tick. And as you say, over the course of the last year where people have been trapped in the house, they may be being on furlough or whatever, and they may be not have the finances mm-hmm. available to spend. Exactly. The buy now, pay later leverage has become almost like that friend that they've got in the finance space to go, mm-hmm. look, don't worry about paying for your oven all at once. You can do it in four or however you want to do it. Provides a bit of safety, doesn't it, when it comes to that type of thing? Yeah. Um, so in regards to sort I think of... it's just a fair... Go on, sorry. I was going to say, it's a, it's a fairer alternative. You know, it, credit's not new. That, yes. You know, it's been around forever. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it, it's alternative. Like, it's in the name. Yeah. It's a different way. And I guess it's a more, you know, consumer-centric way. You know, traditional credit cards, obviously, are, are not con- a consumer-centric product. You know, they have yeah. the higher interest rates. Whereas, you know, this is a real shift. And, and it's a real shift into, you know, everyday people being able to split the cost and not pay for that privilege. And I think, you know, it's not saying that, we want people to, you know, purchase things that they can't afford. Oh, yeah. It's just giving the benefit, spread the cost. 
Yeah, it's about it's about convenience essentially, I suppose as well, isn't it? It's about making those purchases all of a sudden. That, yeah, they're not out of out of reach anymore, as they probably would have been, especially when people have having to be so careful and since them rightly so being so careful with what they what they've got coming in. It, it does make sense. Is it? It's a very viable option. Yeah, I think as well. What you sort of seeing now is a shift towards people, as Belinda mentioned at the start, about the education of what is involved. Yeah. And the education of how to spend wisely and actually do it in the right manner, mm-hmm. rather than as you say, you go out and you see like young people kitted out in all the newest designer gear, which has cost them thousands, and now they're up to the rise in like what's the purpose? Like really, yeah, if you use it right, it's ideal. So when it comes to USPs as well, it's a bit of a segue, but. What are the big standouts? Sort of, would you say from Zip, from sort of some of your other, um, the other big ones? <sighs> you always get asked, "What's your, your USP?" And I know, yeah, that's. <laughs> like it's it's a difficult one because it depends on your audience to where mm-hmm. your USP is. Like, I, I really believe that you know we we're customer first like you know that's yeah you know we're always about putting the customer first and the customer can be our partner it can be mm-hmm. our merchant it, it can be our customer it's always you know that's the core at our, at our business you know whether we're developing a new product whether we're responding to an in, you know online inquiry whether we're you know looking at a new region or territory to expand into it's you know it's all about putting that customer first and mm-hmm. I think that resonates through then everything that we do you know whether it's you know a new product innovation whether it's um and, and you know going omni-channel or yeah. whether it's um yeah just you know looking at alternative ways to do things I think you know that's fundamental to our usp yeah in in every respect and everything we do that's interesting i mean it's a even and just from a very simple perspective as well the the vibrancy of the branding is awesome by the way i know it's a marketing guy speaking but um some of the creative that's been coming out of you guys has been has been class yeah, um, obviously the Australian team have been leading um, the the Can You Zip It campaign, um, and I don't know. Do you classify that it's gone viral now? Um, like it I did know, in this I've office. I mean, it, it definitely did around here. Yeah, I, 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 I literally came in one morning. I was like, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" And people were like, "Oh, will you shut up, you? <laughs> Leave us alone with your adverts." <laughs> I think we actually yeah, watched it, it and my team watched funny. it in the meeting room. Really? That's yeah. great. I'll have to pass that feedback on because yeah, definitely. it's funny where it's reached because I've had people like messaging me um, in France and say, oh my God, I've just, this has come up in Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that is, is gone far and wide in yeah. the market that we haven't even expanded into yet, um, which is pretty cool. So it's a wow, ground swell. It's, it's going. Yeah. It's I, I suppose it gives you that ramp and that, um, that, that sort of, pre-landing as well when it comes to other markets as well doesn't it is that something that's a big focus for you guys um, in the near future oh look it it growth is always you know key to any business strategy Mm -hmm. um what we've gone from an australian kind of only business two years ago to now we're in nine territories like two years later like that's a pretty rapid kind of you know expansion in your in your footprint so I know there's probably a, a rapid kind of fast follow on additional markets to come in, you know, across all different markets. So 
yeah, it's exciting to see where we'll pop up next. It's a, yeah, you know, it's like one of those um, global maps. You almost want to put little pins in, like, in so <laughs> yeah. where are we going to next? <laughs> Or like one of the scratch off um, globes where where you've travelled to, like where yeah. you're going to next. Maybe maybe we should develop that. Um, say, yeah. yeah. So look, the, the growth is always on the cards. You know, um, I don't think BNPL is is just you know a, a core alternative payment method to mm-hmm. where we are. I think you know other markets adopt it. Obviously, you know Europe is is a kind of an obvious one. You know, move further into Lapland. Mm-hmm you know asia i guess there's there's a heap of opportunity out there and um yeah i guess the business will be looking at where to next a lot to go at i was gonna say yeah it does leave as you say that sort of footprint where it can translate across the world i imagine so it's like i was gonna say when we start talking about where we're looking to target i'm always looking at like you get inquiries from weird places, don't you? And you'll get ones from like, for us, a weird place would be like Italy or something like that. Yeah, well, we've not, not weird, tar- but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We haven't targeted it, so it's weird <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Won't do that again. But, um, uh, but you know, it's con- the way consumers are shopping now, like you're not just shopping in your kind of your local village anymore. You're, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that is true. E-commerce is enabling us to, to shop anywhere, like, any country, mm-hmm. I think, you know, you've got to be mindful that, you know, you need to then make yourself available across the globe because ultimately that's where our customers are shopping now. Like mm-hmm, they're yeah. shopping anywhere. Who's not bought something off Amazon that's come from China? Who's not bought something that, you know, it's coming over from the US? Like who's not bought something essentially that, you know, come from Australia? So mm-hmm. you have to make yourself, you know, available where your customers want to shop. And I guess mm-hmm. that comes back to that value you know, we're putting our customers first. Like we will go where, you know, our customers across merchants, partners, consumer customers are going to. So Yeah, it's awesome. Makes sense. I think yeah. as well, something to touch on. Obviously you mentioned that Zip launched officially, we'll say officially in the yeah, UK in yeah. February. And I think since then, obviously yeah. I'd seen the launch of the app. We'd seen the viral video as well. What have been the big steps that have been taken since February in your eyes, Belinda? in my eyes um like i guess the app is you know a key key part to our you know uk strategy so you know the work that's gone into you know getting that to where it is and to where it goes to next like is is fundamental to you know i guess you know our consumer acquisition Mm -hmm. um that will be one of our core kind of product offerings in the uk and there'll be a lot of kind of focus into the app because that's the way you enable your customer to you know get access to what they would need Mm -hmm. but i mean you've got to then look at it from a merchant side as well like there's so much work going into you know making zip available and and available simply for merchants to integrate into their checkout so Mm -hmm. you know having plugins with various e-commerce platforms you know working with various you know, payment service providers, like creating simplicity across, you know, making Zip available is really kind of critical to success. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, (laughs) you hear of all the great news stories and and they sound amazing and you celebrate them, but the amount of work that goes in behind the scenes, you know, I got to take my hat off to 
you know, across all, you know, the UK team, but the global teams that support us, mm-hmm. you know, you're only where you are because of the amount of work that you kind of your team does. And and they're working so hard to kind of, you know, make great steps in, in making Zip available and kind of, you know, a, a great value proposition to both the customer and, and the merchant experience. So how would, um, how what does an onboarding look like? Where We get quite a few sort of, retailers listening to this what how easy it's to, to get onboarded with zip and where, where would someone get started so it's it's really kind of it's really simple process like that that is i guess fundamental to, to rolling out zip at your checkout so um you know we've got a team of salespeople that support that journey we work with various e-commerce platforms Mm -hmm. um i think we've probably got nine in market now that's a simple plug-in so you know you can take uh, a shopify kind of merchant live in less than a day like you know you sign up process the execution of agreement then put the plug-in into your checkout you know it can be live in as little as 24 hours Obviously, the complexity, you know, can extend mm-hmm. that time yeah, frame dependent on the platform. But um, like it, it, it's a simple process um, mm-hmm. and a really streamlined process to, to get it done. We're aware you can't have um, someone's website down for kind of, you know, to add another uh, a payment method. Like that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. The value proposition behind this is to like improve average order values, like yeah. reduce cart abandonment. Like increase, you know, increase um, repeat purchases. So you're not kind of taking someone away from their core business to then trying to, you know, you come the back foot then trying to create that catch up on that value prop. So mm-hmm. it's all about making it you know, really quick. And you know, our team of engineers supporting that integration process, you know, work around the clock. Some of them <laughs> um, to to make that as frictionless as possible. So um, yeah, like it, yeah, it can be really, really quick. I think that's always interesting as well. Like you've, we know as well. Like it's a big like, one for us talking to clients as well, isn't it? That yeah. When you're talking about ease of stuff to do for retailers, like you get you come across ecom managers. I know some are listening, as Josh has said. Sorry, some are really lazy and want it to be so simplistic where you click a button, it's on, done. Mm-hmm. See you later. Some really want to get into the intricacies of it. What's it going to do to my page speed? What's it going to do to everything? Yeah. What sort of average basket value can yeah. you expect improvement wise? And I think this is where something like us two put companies working together comes really quite neatly because the standard sort of thing that comes with yeah. retailers trying to get more conversions is leveraging discount. Whereas if you leverage something like a buy now, pay later, like system or company, then again, you don't have to offer that discount. You can just offer more flexibility mm-hmm. to help with that payment yeah. and again, yeah. push that out. 100%. It, it really does make a big difference, doesn't it, when it comes to... At the, at the end of the day, not all of these teams are built out to have this type of resource as well. Mm. Not everybody has a full exactly. dev team or not everyone has a marketing team. It's And not everyone has an e-commerce team. Like you've got to exactly. remember a lot of these businesses, you know, what is what is core to the retailers we're talking to? Like it's yeah. selling their goods and services, yep. isn't it? And, and facilitating that for their customers. Like if we're focused, making them focus in the business instead of on the business, like that, that doesn't really make sense. So, you know, you've got to make the proposition kind of as seamless as possible and mm-hmm. simple as possible because you want to let them get on with doing what's actually their core kind of <laughs> business is mm-hmm. selling yeah. stuff. Um, so, 
you know, that that we need to be mindful of that and we need to be mindful of that when we're, you know, positioning, you know, our services or anybody's positioning their services into a retailer is, you know, where are you adding value and is that value resonating to who you're talking to? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, you need to, you know, change your messaging or your pitch because, you know, you shouldn't walk away from a conversation with an e-commerce director or with, you know, whoever you're dealing with, um, your marketing person, without them feeling like they've got something out of it. Like, yes. you know, time is still a commodity. You've got to mm-hmm. be creating time in those conversations. Like you've got to be creating, you know, value in, you know, adding your services to that business. Like it's it's all about really adding value. Yeah, and becoming that extension of their team in a way. That's what I find is one yeah, of the, totally. where we find, that, that's one of our biggest strengths. I think I think it's where we find a lot of um, agreed. And I think that from what Belinda said as well, when they've got teams of people going out building integrations to already have it ready and up and running for people, to it's make a it, world of difference. Oh, hundred percent! Like straight away. Totally. Like, what what's the is the point of going in and doing a really good like pitch or, or selling the zip or the sales by a dream and then go walk and then they ask so when will this be available and you're like 12 months time, like, <laughs> 12 months time. <laughs> yeah we'll book but, your onboarding in for five months yeah, time and so, then we'll um we'll be finished in about 2023 so yeah bye yeah, yeah. like oh, what what a missed opportunity for the last year oh so we're going to see an uplift in two years time awesome like, <laughs> still happens <laughs> Yeah, People still sell like that. Cash flow forecast. <laughs> yeah, yeah and look, in, in some businesses, it may take those, that long because you know more complex, and you know obviously need to go through more approval processes. But in all lessons, like it, it shouldn't really yeah. take that Completely. long. It's great. Maybe pre-sale, like the sales bit, takes that long. But like to them, once that commitment is made. And, and signs like shouldn't that process be relatively quick yeah. and painless? Yeah, you'd hope so. Yeah. 